Welcome back, my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners. It is such a joy to have you back tuning in and ready to receive this wonderful word the Lord has given me to share with you all. David here at Insightful Devotion. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms for some weekly encouragement on Instagram at Insightful underscore devotion and Twitter at Insightful Devo One. It's amazing if you take a moment and think about it on how God knew you before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. His word says that his plans for you are for good and not for harm, to give you a hope and a future. Our God loves you so much that in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Jesus loves you so much that he has put breath inside of your body. He hung, bled, and died on a cross, then did an eternity in hell within three days, for us so that we wouldn't have to and he then rose up early sunday morning with all power in his hand and is now seated at the right hand of the father in heaven jesus loves you so much that he has placed his holy spirit on the inside of you so that he can have a closer relationship with you jesus loves you so much that he said he will give you the desires of your heart he loves you so much that he protects us everywhere we go even if it's not a place we know we shouldn't be at to begin with. Jesus loves you so much that he accepts you the way you are. Some of you may be in disbelief, but honestly, Jesus loves us just the way we are. But don't just take my word for it. Hear what the Bible has to say and be sure to go back on your own time to read it and see it for yourselves. John chapter 3 verse 16 through 17 says, For God so loves the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So Jesus was sent for people like you and me in order for us to experience life and life more abundantly. Verse 18 of John chapter 3 goes on to say, Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Some of you may be thinking, okay, Jesus came to save me as well as others upon the earth because God did not send his son Jesus to condemn the world, but to save it. And I know I must believe. But how do I know I believe or how can I know that I'm loved? Well, let me break it down to you like this. You see, when we go to work, we believe that if we do what is required of us, whatever that may be, then we will get a paycheck on a set day. If we go to a restaurant and look at the menu and order our delicious food, we believe that we are going to be devouring it down within the matter of a few minutes. Or if we pay for some expensive VIP tickets to go to a concert, sporting event, or something else, we expect to get everything the package deal said that we would receive and not hesitate but be excited and couldn't wait. Well, the thing that makes all of the previously stated scenarios connect with each other is that it took hoping that it would happen, to trusting it would happen, to believing that it would come to pass. So the point is, we believe what we want to believe. That is why it is important for us to renew our minds daily in Christ and be transformed, realizing that yes, I may make some mistakes from time to time, unintentionally or intentionally. I may regret some things that I did in my past and I'm not proud of. I may have my days or moments when I don't know if I'm coming or going. I may have past habits that try to find its way back into my life from people or things. I may not be where I should be, but I'm not what I used to be. 
So thank Jesus that we are loved for when our Savior was on the cross at Calvary, who was crucified and bled. He said in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots, which refers back to what was mentioned within John chapter three, verse 16 through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So by Jesus demonstrating his love on the cross at Calvary, by asking his father in heaven to forgive us, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We see within Romans chapter five, verse eight, which says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, that is why we can believe we are loved by God and that God will accept you just as you are. But he loves you enough for you to change. You see, the previous verse said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We see in that we are a new creation in Christ. And if we are a new creation in Christ, we walk by faith and not by sight. And that our minds are not conformed, but transformed, and that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And though we may have made or will make mistakes, God's love covers over a multitude of sins, which I'm not saying go and do what you want to do intentionally, but be mindful and renew your mind in Christ and be transformed and ask Jesus in a humble spirit to forgive you. Because in James chapter four, verse 17, it says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And Romans chapter six, verse 15 through 23 says, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are a slave to sin which leads to death or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations, just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever increasing wickedness. So now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So when we accept Jesus into our hearts and with all our soul into our lives, we will become more and more like Christ. And then Colossians chapter three, verse 12 through 14 goes on to say, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly love, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. We know that we are loved because God first loved us. 
That's what First John chapter 4, verse 7 through 21 says. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. That is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world if anyone acknowledges that jesus is the son of god god lives in them and they in god and so we know and rely on the love god has for us god is love whoever lives in love lives in god and god in them this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So the next time you feel like no one loves you, cares for you, understands you, please go back and read the scriptures and ask Jesus to allow you to receive his love and go back and listen to this episode over and over if you have to and be reminded that you are loved by the creator of the universe and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. So I pray this blessing over you, which comes from Ephesians chapter three, verse 16 through 21. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Well, I would like to extend an invitation to everyone that may not know Jesus to accept him as our Lord and Savior. And are those that may know Jesus and have turned away from him and need to rededicate their lives to Jesus Christ. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I know for sure and can promise you this, that accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is the best decision you will ever make. Just repeat after me and say, Jesus, I've sinned, and I realize that you died for me. 
so that I can have life in you more abundantly. I believe in my heart and confess it with my mouth that you raised from the dead with all power in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I believe that God has heard you and has forgiven you from all of your sins and you are made new in Christ Jesus. So continue to do your part by devoting yourselves in prayer, being watchful and thankful, as it says in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, and getting a Bible-based church that desires to worship God in spirit and truth. And in doing so, you will see the scripture, John chapter 15, verse 4, come to pass. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So until next time on Insightful Devotion, remember to meditate on and in his word. Stay encouraged. Know that God truly loves you and tune in next time. I'm David and you've been listening to Insightful Devotion.